the epitome of a $20 purchase. I've been there. Yeah. You know, just like a quick. Needing a multi-mic setup is so much more complicated. I, I, I do one, but I'm it's just me and a microphone. So mm-hmm. I, I just bought like a $100 one, which is, I mean, the difference between uh, like a $60 mic yeah. and uh, like $100 mic is so big. And then the difference between a $100 mic and a $400 mic is so small. Yeah, dude, I was, when I was getting speakers for, like, I have, you know, just my own setup now for shows, mm. like, the guy was saying the difference between, like, 400 bucks and then 700 bucks is insane. Yeah. And then, and then, um, like, if you make that jump to, like, 12 or whatever he's saying, it's, like, it's noticeable. Yeah. But it's more technical. And then, like, the crazy purchase of, like, two, it's like, yeah, that's in- insanely good. Like, obviously, you can notice it, but that's, like, sound engineering type shit. When, when Not you, stand-up comedy shows. When did you buy your own speakers? I bought my own speakers when um, I was doing a show with another comedian who... I work with them a lot where they would just text me the day of the show. Yeah. And be like, hey, can you grab this gear, by the way, from here? And I'd be like, "Yeah, obviously I will, but this is super inconvenient for me. Well, the gear gear is such an underlooked part of stand-up comedy because it is so minimal. But people constantly underestimate how inept stand-up comedians are Mm. at even the most simple... I mean, that's why musicians are so crazy. Because unless you're at a level where people are setting your own shit up, it's like you need to be at least... Not on opioids enough <laughs> to set up your drums. Like there is a level, and and sure, I'm sure that scale moves and moves as you keep getting you know better at doing them. Of course, but yeah. like I, I, the the level to which we only need a speaker and a microphone, and that fucks up, dude, is so insane. It's it's, it's bananas. In, it's insane how often one like two chord connections. And out of those four connections, something goes astronomically bad. <laughs> it's so crazy how bad we are at that. Here to get it off his chest, all of the rabble rouse that contains all all the bullshit that is stand-up. It's Mr. Dan Donahue, by the way. You get, you get some pasta in me, I start telling the truth. <laughs> That's how it works. The man's carbo-loading. Oh, yeah. Carbo-loading for his next rant. Uh, Dan Donahue is not bad Dan on all the socials, right? Mm-hmm. Just, he oh. is... Not Twitter. This fucking girl, and uh, here's yeah, here's the pasta. Been. Listen, there, there's a woman. Uh, I mean, her picture is very young, so it might be or whatever. Oh, um, and her handle on Twitter is not bad, Dan. And I've never been big on Twitter, probably because subconsciously I'm like, well, it's not my fucking name on Twitter. She hasn't posted in five years, and I DM'd her, but obviously she hasn't posted in five years, so she's she not going to check DMs. the DM. Yeah. So I'm just so stuck with this. There's like. I'm sure, I do wonder, like, if eventually I'll get to a point, and, you know, hopefully someday I do, where she gets bombarded with followers. Like, she oh, checks dude, her Twitter so 10 years later, yeah. and just through, like, oh, Dan, not bad Dan, there it is, follow, follow, follow. She just has, like, 10,000 And all of a sudden followers. her phone just blows up. That'd and be she's so just, sick. She's just, like, a really great nurse or something, and it's it, like, oh, wow. <laughs> she, yeah. Finally, someone who deserves followers <laughs> has it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, did a story go about me go viral? <laughs> no, just another 
another asshole content creator. So funny. But this one, yes, Dan is uh, amazing on TikTok, amazing on Insta. Oh, thanks, he's he's the man with the dirtiest spoon in the world. Oh yeah, it keeps getting clean though. Keeps I'll getting- tell you that much. <laughs> People ask me, they go, um, "Oh, do you like? Uh, is it fake? Like, do you?" And it's like, no, I have dirty spoons all the time. So I'm do you not, pick like- the spoon on purpose every time as a bit? Um. Oh, I, you, no, yeah, I, well, my, my dish, I'm, I eat so much in a day. I eat, like, a crazy amount, uh, so, like, when, uh, I, ha- I always have, like, dirty dishes all the time. Yeah. Pe- and, and that's another thing. People will ask me, like, are, are they real? When I'll, I'll wash, like, dishes on live, and it, but it's just because I have dishes to do, and I'm like, oh, well, I'd, I'll just do this. Well, it, like, I would that's listen to a so podcast, funny. but I'm like, oh, why not just talk to people? Yeah, and so you just go live and do chores. And do chores, yeah. It, it's like, well, it's one of those things that just kind of worked out because in my mind, I was just like, well, I just want to do, it feels stupid to just sit there and wait for people to talk because sometimes they're not talking to right, you. Right, yeah. Like, sometimes just because of the algorithm or whatever, no one's around, they don't want to listen. So I was like, well, I, fuck that. I'm not going to just sit and like look into the camera, <laughs> yeah, smile, exactly. and wait. So I'm like, I'll just do some shit and then if people want to talk, and then it sort of became its own thing, which is that's nice. Yeah, I mean, that's... It is super smart that you have your own thing. Like nobody, yeah. nobody has been doing chores, like yeah. telling jokes. Well, and no stuff. one's been like lazy and disrespectful enough <laughs> to the to the format. I, I've taken it to sort of new heights where I there were there are people who go live sleeping where it's like that's that's next level. That's that's for people. Yeah, that's like a fetish thing. That for it, sure. it's definitely a fetish. There's thing. no shot. I mean, you've got like a wholesome like, hey, come hang out with me while I get some stuff done. It's like a nice crossover between like a vlog and a comedian. Right. And then sleeping, though, is like, yes, I want to. Yeah. Yes, please, Dan, sleep. There's something about that where it's like, I feel like I could, if I had my my hypothetical kid, I could walk, walk in on him watching anything like, you know. <laughs> straight porn gay porn like what at gang bangs it's like all right we'll talk about this we'll figure it out like yeah. i'm still your dad but if my son if i worked on my son he was just watching a live of someone sleeping Bro. I, we would it would i would still obviously it's totally fine whatever you're into but it would be a much more difficult talk a hundred percent like what is going on a hundred percent what is actually happening in your what's brain? going on in your mind right now where you are finding satisfaction from yes. just watching this person watching sleep. another person sleep doesn't matter the gender how they identify whatever it's Mm-mm. just nothing you it's a it's a weird feeling of power right that your child is flirting with i would feel like i missed a lesson <laughs> that, that's just how i would feel at that point yeah there, you, you skipped a chapter in some parenting book mm-hmm. you know the, the chapter is like how to not let your child turn into a fucking serial killer <laughs> don't but, let um, them watch live streams of people sleeping but i'm one <laughs> small step above that with my stuff where it's like because uh, I'll do I'll do dancers, which is the podcast I do where I, it's just me like talking. To yeah, camera. that's so fun to do because it feels like you're working a muscle while you're doing it. Yeah, it's like the the just keep talking muscle, which is, I think, transferable in some small ways to stand up. But for sure, the, I mean, the the chores, I mean, there's good live stream, bad live stream. My chores are done at the end of it. It's incredible. That's it's the best dude. thing ever. Oh, my God. Imagine I- if, if at the end of this podcast, anything positively changed in your life. <laughs> think about that. I mean, we're going to have a great conversation. You have a good meal. excited for you it. You have a good meal, too. That, too. But I completely understand what you're saying. Of There's only so many hours in the day. And yes. if you're trying to be funny for as most amount of the hours in the day that you can be funny for, 
also, combining that is a genius way to try and get out there. And also, um, which is sort of cooking and then having people yeah, over absolutely and yeah no it. but yeah. <laughs> also it's like in the situations in my life where people have been funny it's like i love stand-up stand-up's great but like in in also in real life like there's a different kind of funny Dude. people have when you're working like when you're actually doing something and it's like a little short there's like a different kind of rhythm to it and stuff yeah but it's kind of nice in some ways to tap into that sometimes absolutely it's the goal i think of every stand-up is to try and break down that wall that is clearly there but the laughter that you feel with your friends and your family and the people that you feel mm -hmm. and just and even you creating that laughter it's almost a different type of comedy it's just silly it's not yeah how i mean how often in conversation with friend, like whoever are you like setting up and then a punchline like it's mm. it's it's clunky it's awkward that's why it never works when people are like oh you're a comedian tell me a joke this, wait it's like, no, we're in the grocery store, man. This is actually really funny. So I was never like, if, if growing up, people would be like, oh, Dan was like weird, but he wasn't necessarily the funniest guy. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm sure some people would say I was funny, but I wasn't like the funniest. Right, exactly. But I remember very distinctly, vividly, I think this may be like something truly wrong with the social function of my brain. <laughs> the big laughs I would get were completely set up punchline. I would absolutely, and it's like, it, not not to like a sociopath level, like I wasn't trying to lead the conversation, yeah. but there was something very clear in my brain the few times that I did get big laughs that... Uh, was it your own stuff too, or were you repeating? No, no, like, it was like my own stuff, damn. but it would definitely it would definitely come like slow. I remember, this is not going to translate, but it is just such one of those things that is funny in the yeah. moment. I think it's still funny to hear because you listen to it and you're like, that got a big laugh in the moment, but this did. Yeah, I w We were all sitting around a fire and my buddy uh, Peter was sitting like really far, like notably far away from everybody just like by himself because he was kind of a loner. We were all together and I was, I remember like very, I, the whole bit like came to my head and I was like, okay, I got to just deliver this. So I took this big like amount of time to be like, so like the it's crazy like the fire is like the sun and then like you're like Pluto or, or you're no it was uh you're like Mars and you're like the Earth and like pointing at everybody slowly yeah, yeah. and I pointed at Peter and I was like and you got fucking Pluto over there and <laughs> so, it was yeah. such a stupid joke but yeah. like people because for some reason my brain always worked in like a very slower way in that kind of so like you were able funny. to like take rather than the typical like sniper in a conversation where you just poke in yeah i can't it's like I'm, you need that i'm so slow so yeah. that's probably stand-up works perfect for you then because you get to sit down and just write exactly whatever yeah. you want it's fun to learn like slowly i've kind of learned crowd work but still like i'm i'm sure you know people where just, crowd work is just so fast like yeah. they and it, i'm sure it is a muscle and I've started to do way longer sets in the last year, so I've started to try to, like, work on crowd work right, more. Right, yeah. And it is so slow. The way it enters my brain, it is fucking limping. The ideas are just, like, l crawling across the finish line. It's so hard. Dude, I think I think we've said it on here, or, you know, someone, I guess, and I were talking about it. Oh, we've had our first oh, spill! First one. Partial catch. I oh, will eat that's it. that's awesome. No, dude, don't worry about it. That's no, right. I, will, I will eat it. It got on my boots. Oh, it wasn't even that bad. God I was kind of honestly in like a first. I was kind of hoping like someone, someone would do it. No, I was kind of hoping it would be messier. Oh, like okay. that's barely anything. Gotcha. This is like half of the first spill. No, it still counts. So I'm still the first. 
please. No, 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 there's no. I will finish so, this. There's also, there's also so much more outside. So if Hell you want yes. seconds, thirds, goddamn, that, that rocks. We can we can pause and get you a fresh plate, Dan. You don't have to. No, 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 no. This is we need to keep this alive. We need to keep the fire going. We need to keep the pan sear, so searing. Speaking of the food that is good and worthy enough to eat off the floor, what yeah. did you ask me to make you, pal? So, ziti. Um, I, I was like a one meal at every restaurant kind of kid, even if it was inappropriate. And ziti was a big one for me. Like, you know, when you're younger and you're, you just find the first food that you're like, oh, I like Oh this. yeah, dude. Are you ordering milk with the ziti too at the dude, restaurant? I would order, I would, well, it, it was just like, I would go to a fucking sushi restaurant and be like, do you guys have ziti? And they're like, we don't even have like pasta. What are you talking there's no, about? Yeah. There's no, no we don't, we don't even have the soba noodles yeah, that you would yeah, have. Yeah. 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 Literally it, just rice. I would truly order ziti. Like, cause I didn't know I was so young. I didn't know what was appropriate. I was yeah. like, Oh ziti. Everyone must have yeah. it. And you, in, in your kid brain, it's like, Oh, we go out and get food. We like, it's a special occasion. I like ziti. Boom. This I really place has it. I love the idea of this podcast because it does like elicit such a specific memory. Cause like meal is such a you don't really go back a lot and think about oh what was I eating right when I was a kid which is why I loved your other answer you gave me a couple you said yes. ziti ramen and uh banana with peanut butter as a that, dude that was crazy that was like <laughs> it was like an aha mo- I got like I, it was like secondhand uh apple falling from the tree and hitting your head when I learned like you could combine those two foods I was like this is I'm done. Like I did it. It was a healthy version of the Reese's commercial. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I get. I guess. But it was like something my dad showed me, and he was like, "Oh, you should." I used to eat this all the time, and it's it's the most simple, stupid. It's not even a, a sandwich. You just put peel a, ba- a banana, put it on a plate, spread peanut butter across the top of it, chop it up, and then you eat it piece by piece. It's like to me, that's that sounds like a great healthy snack. Yeah, you would have it as a meal, though. Oh, I would have two. Okay, so that as was a meal. My, okay, yeah, so it's yeah. like you gotta that, have more than one. Dude, that's There's a no great shot. Thing. One is uh, one is like a snack. Half of one is a little snack. Two is a meal. I mean, it's the perfect system. You can, yeah, you can, you can range it out. You can, if you're not feeling like making something, like you said, you eat all the time. You always have dirty dishes. There's mm-hmm. probably the days where you're like, you know what? Even now as an adult, I'm gonna slam four peanut butter and banana slices. Call it up. And just be be done with this meal. How old are you? I'm 28. Yeah, so we're we're st- I'm 27, uh, about to turn 28. We're still at the age where this is like the twilight years of we can kind of eat whatever. Oh, These are like we're we're seeing. I've I've slowly experienced the the windows closing on the I can eat whatever I want. It's, As how you doing with dairy? As yeah, we exactly. This. <laughs> oh yeah, that, like. The, the funny thing about it is, like, it happens first with hangovers. Like, that's the first... Because hangovers will start hitting you, I feel, at, like, 24, 25, where... It's it's not it's not like the hardest thing. People are gonna like older people are gonna come and be like, you have no idea what it's like to be forty. I'm not saying it's like forty, but it's like one off. Every now and again, you get hit with one that's exactly that's brutal. Look, when you're 18, you can just drink battery acid. Yeah, and, and then wake up and you wake up and you're like, oh, and then you're okay, like, oh, I okay. need more battery. Yeah, <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, this got me so fucked up. Damn, this is chill, dude. Yeah. No, you get it's it's one step below Rubinoff, dude. It's fucking I mean, awesome, dude. Let's be real. Wasn't four loco just basically battery acid? Absolutely, but it was it was like a it was like a perfect mixture of battery it's like the it's, battery acid sommelier came up with four loco r.i.p to the original four loco that that was crazy i mean i was too young to have ever experienced it but i had friends who were in college and like four loco did horrors 
I th I think I also now that I say it, R.I.P. to the original. I think I also because if we're the same age, then I must have missed the original batch too. And how crazy yeah. is that 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 second batch is still like fucking annihilation worthy. You know what of it was? Your body. <laughs> the four loco uh, epidemic was epidemic. like was like a a much more fun lighthearted opioid crisis yes. do you know what i mean where it's like it was everywhere it was affecting everybody i'm sure some people died right but but it's it, it was had like fun a little colors. bit there were, it was like yeah it, it's like uh uh what who are the people who made um there will be blood it's the whatever brothers oh uh the cohen brothers yeah it's like cohen. uh it's like Four Loco was like a movie like na if National Lampoon covered like the uh, covered the, the Trump presidency, oh, yes. and then the other one is like if yeah the fucking whoever brothers covered that's it. it was great, like, oh yeah. this is this can be looked at two very different ways. Yeah, it's a that's such a great point. Op oh, the opioid crisis is just Four Loco times ten. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you know when you're 24 and 25, that's when that. The four loco, no more. You can't be doing four. Exactly. Loco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's certain drinks that you have to just take out. Exactly. Yeah. There's there's a time frame for them. It's eighteen to twenty two, twenty three. Yeah. But once that four is there, no more four loco. I'm no more forties. I think. See where I'm from in Buzzards Bay. It's like all right, fourteen to twenty one. <laughs> Listen, you can have your fun there. All right. <laughs> Listen, 12, 12 to fifteen. Those are the four loco year. Then you really get burnt out. You oh, have to start God. drinking scotch. <laughs> that's 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 what's gonna burn that stomach better. Mm -hmm. I mean. That scotch, funny, that was my first sip of, out. like, I'm sure my, I, I know I had sips of wine at, like, church or, like, you know, parents at parties or whatever being like, hey, have a sip of this. Totally. But my first, like, I went into the garage and saw a bottle of booze and was like, I'm going to have a sip of that. Yeah. It was scotch. And it was scotch. And I took a, a big swig and was like, this is the worst thing I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. I've been there. Oh, no. I hate this. Yeah, mine was some, like, some uh, like Picasso vodka or something <laughs> that my dad had. Um, but it's so funny because I still didn't understand. I was, I was like, incredibly did, – did, were you, like, social in college? Like, you knew a lot of people. You went to parties. I – I tried to be that for the first couple, like first year or two, yeah. and then I started hanging out with the theater club. Yeah, and just was like going to their parties, much and more stuff. cool. So I, I didn't have like any party socialization ever. So when I was in college, this is this is my go-to story where it's like, oh, I know exactly who you were in college. I uh, never drank. I, I hated alcohol. Yeah. I still do to this day. I don't yeah. like getting it's drunk. It's not good. Yeah. yeah. I, I like having, like, I'll have one beer or whatever. Yeah. I can't have more than that. Yeah. And uh, so in college, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a guy who drinks. Like, you know how you just decide, like, oh, it's your last chance to, like, ch change who you are in a big I do way. the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, oh, um, but I, I had, like, I, I didn't have to spend all this money on booze because I never drank. So I was like, I'm going to get, like, something cool so people think I'm cool. Dude, I was walking around a party. It's the most embarrassing thing ever. With a full bottle of Bombay Sapphire. And I was drinking it without a chaser. I was drinking straight Bombay Sapphire. That fucking teal 
that pretty really little beautiful bottle. bottle. Beautiful yeah, bottle. A, a really nice gin. And just looking back, like, I was so feral at that age. <laughs> like, I just, I, I was like, I feel steps behind people in terms of, like, understanding what yeah, so you're what trying to, to do. catch up, so you just chug it all. Just what, what when I'm around more people than just myself, what the fuck do I do? And I had no idea. Yeah. So I was like, just thinking back at m- me wandering around a college party, drinking out of, you would be like, that man needs to be put away. Like, that is so, it, there, it would be like, either that's the guy who lives here at this house, and he's like a, kind of like a quirky guy, and that's his fun thing. But people immediately or people on, would just be like, "Oh, this guy's a rich asshole." Or a rich asshole, gin. yeah. But even then, like, you would have to be rich and fucking stupid to no, be drinking dude. straight Bombay Sapphire. There would be, no, yeah. It'd I be still remember the taste. It's still, it's still. Is the, that? I was gonna say, is that your? I was gonna ask before. What's there's always one alcohol that made you sick. No that rum. Swore rum. That to rum, me, I didn't even rum. get through the question. Yeah. <laughs> rum. One hundred percent rum. What was the rum story then? Oh. uh... I don't know if these stories are interesting, but so, I asked and so I want to know. So it was my first time ever getting drunk in my whole yeah. life. It was uh, my buddy uh, came over with a girl that he was interested in. And then this other girl and like her friend that came over to my house again. I don't know shit. And these are people that, like kids that were partying at yeah. the time. And I wasn't. So they all get fucking hammered on yeah. rum, like drinking straight rum. And I was like, oh, so that's what you do. I, and, and so. I did that, and I tried. This is the most embarrassing one. I tried making coffee for for people to like help sober them up. All they had to do was walk. That's so home. nice. I know, but it's like it's such like a an attempt at being like an adult at a party when you're like you know fifteen or sixteen, and uh, and so I fuck Someone's up making coffee, d- destroy the kitchen. But I'm like I'm getting towards being blackout drunk. I didn't get there, but I was like so I was like oh, fuck it whatever. Uh, make some coffee. I walk. I walk. The the two girls are staying at. Uh, at this one girl's house that's like down the road from my place yeah. maybe like a little less than a mile so like i walk them home and then i have to walk back to my home by myself pitch black this road has no street lights it's like a real suburban town so i'm like i'm drunk enough to think this is a good idea i'm like i'm gonna run i'm gonna <laughs> run home it's a mile and i'm gonna i'm like so drunk i gym and class you can run a mile in like eight minutes i'll be home so quick that makes perfect sense there were two too things to drunk mind two things i know i wasn't blackout because there are two things i remember so vividly like like it, i remember these two things like it was yesterday yeah. i remember running feeling the best it had ever felt and i was running track at the time like i ran a lot it felt really good to me running felt it, it was like there's just no tension in my muscles. I felt like a fucking... should get pe- drunk before every track Yeah, I, I, I was literally on the run. I was like, damn, why didn't I think of this before? Because I am I felt like a fucking panther. Now, looking back on it, I was probably fucking stumbling the whole way that's, home. There's no but that's shot just what alcohol does. It yeah. makes you think you looked a little bit cool. It makes, makes you think you're you looked 20% cooler than you actually did. Yeah. So I was just like fucking striding. I started picking up the pace. I ran... I, I, I mean, probably was not that fast, but it felt so fast. Oh, yeah. And then the second thing I remember so distinctly is the most acidic vomit <laughs> I had ever had in the bathroom right next to my mom's bedroom, right? Oh, my parents no. are divorced at this point. Okay. So I am like violent, like, like yeah. the kind of throw up where you're fucking screaming. Yeah, yeah. So I immediately go to bed, fall asleep. I'm at my mom's house. I wake up the next morning. And my eyes flutter open. It's my dad's in my room. Oh, no. And he goes, he goes like, buddy, you, you can't lie. 
I you left rum rum is there are two handles of rum knocked over in the basement. The coffee machine just has like fucking coffee grinds all over it, two coffee cups spilled, and you did not flush the toilet <laughs> when you puked in it. And I was just like Yeah. And then I mean it was just like a you know, I'm oh. so it just so such a bad fucking foray into getting drunk dude that i cannot i do i got chills just you were i didn't okay so first i didn't realize that the party was at your house it was all at my place yeah 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 dude, yeah okay so that's my mom was asleep upstairs it was like a big destroying thing. the it kitchen was, downstairs it was the basement it was the basement my mom's a super heavy sleeper she had work in the morning uh, so i was like oh she'll be out okay. before she notices anything and Obviously, when I was sober, I was like, oh, well, we're going to clean. <laughs> oh, baby, are we going to clean? <laughs> there's no, there's never any cleaning. Oh, we're cleaning, brother. Oh, yeah, we're going to have the fucking birds there's from, never uh, any from Cinderella coming through. It's oh, going to be great. Gee, yeah, in the perfect world. So, dude, the fucking chills I got, though, yeah. when you're like, yeah, my parents, I'm at my mom's house. Yeah. Eyes wake up. Dad. Dad's there. That's yeah. the... Um, you You must have known me like oh, I am uh, in the deepest of it, shit it possible. Was the, it was the quickest and most obvious I had ever been caught in my life with anything. Dude. It was, it was truly you are leaving the store with a plasma screen TV and the alarm goes off. It's like there's no... I'm not going to be like, oh, I brought it from home. Like you have no recourse. <laughs> so what's the punishment then? You know... Dad, dad shows up and I'm sure... He... Uh, so many. So did mom call him, being like, "You got to come Absolutely, over and yeah, deal with this shit." Because was like was like freaking out and was like, "Not well, you have to get over here right now and talk to your son." And yeah, because otherwise I'm gonna fucking strangle. But it was one your of those son. Fun, and I this think is my kid right now. <laughs> everyone might have had these moments where like you're about to have a punishment bestowed onto you, mm. but maybe, but it might have been just because I was so caught. But I felt like a fucking hardened prisoner in like his third time in <laughs> in like uh, in like front of a judge because he was like. Yeah, you're you're not gonna have a car for the next month. I was like, Yep, yeah, I understand. Yeah, like, this makes you're sense. You're not allowed to like fucking leave the house for the next whatever. I'm like, Yeah, totally. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, good seeing you, Judge. And yeah. like, it was just so like, Yeah, I totally, I know. Yeah. Yep, at at you this point, me. you knew how the system worked, and you were just like, I don't need the jury, no trial. I'll take. Yeah. I will take my plea. That's always, and get the fuck out of here. That's always been a decent skill of mine is knowing when to push back on a punishment yeah. and when to just be like. You got when me. to hold them, when to fold them, when to hold them, when to fold them. So I'm not bad at that. But yeah, that was that was the first time I got drunk and like one of the four times I've been drunk in my life, dude. That, so that's rum is just totally off the table. Yeah. Now. Oh, yeah. Do you have one? I got. Yeah, I swiped a bottle of uh, absolute pear vodka from my dad's liquor yeah, cabinet. That's one of those er, that and like birthday cake. Yeah, are, like dude. two where kids mm-hmm. kids are like. These are cool. It was a mixture of that, and I was also looking for the bottle that had been there the longest, and he wouldn't realize if it was gone. Right. You know, just like, oh, maybe I gave it to somebody. Whatever. And I was like, my dad doesn't drink pear vodka. My dad doesn't drink vodka. Right. This is just here. Right. So I was like, yoink, and brought it to a party and 
had a massive sandwich beforehand. I can't even have the sandwich to this day. Oh no! If like, the dude, f- see, you know, this is shows my priorities. You telling me you can't drink an alcohol anymore? I'm like, okay, but you saying you can't eat a fucking sandwich? <laughs> that fucking hits me hard, dude. Dude, it was. It's called the No Way Jose. So oh, even that if that phrase so gets said, my stomach is like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, like yeah. a little little turn. It's like chicken cutlet. It had some salsa. It's like a very. It was a really great sandwich. You know, I'll from say this, this actually. Now that you've described the, now, now that you've described the de- uh, the sandwich, um. Yeah, you could pass on that one. That one, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, that's fine. I it's. I wish I could remember more of it, but I think that was definitely the combo. I mean, the the classic sandwich from this deli, Cameron's back home, is the cluck and Russian. The cluck and Russian chicken cutlet, monster cheese, bacon, Russian dressing. What failed like drama teacher was naming these sandwiches? <laughs> that those are so those are very tryhard names. So it, it's like a sort of a local famous sandwich to yeah. the point where they trademarked the name Cluck and Russian. Whoa. You can't like I love that you're like that's name sucks but like if you go to Westchester County or like I don't know how far it goes but like you can't have another Cluck and Russian. <laughs> it, like there if you go to another deli there's that combination you're on not, oh, you, like, the you're menu. You're not allowed to have yeah, another. like you can't oh, call it so the Cluck and Russian because they have paid the trademark for that combination to be called their own, like their signature sandwich, Damn, the Cluck and Russian. Awesome. It fucking rips, feuds. though. It's so good. I love the feuds that may have ensued from Damn. that. I know, right? I mean, my buddy has been to places being like, hey, can I get this, this, and this, and this? And people will be like, oh, you mean a Cluck and Russian? Like, it, yeah, they, they, they know. Yeah, man. Damn, yeah. dude. Yeah, man. Let's so go. you which say you grew up again? I'm sorry. Buzzards Bay. Buzzards Massachusetts. Bay, Massachusetts. Yeah. So Is like that... uh no, it's like the the armpit of Cape Cod. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's it's not in Cape Cod. Armpit. Like you have to drive quite a ways to get to Cape Cod yeah. from there. But it's like it's really nice. Uh small town yeah like very small town so it's like cape vibe i was thinking if it's buzzards bay and armpit drinking four loco at 12 gave me the vibe of yeah. <laughs> cape cape vibe yeah i mean honestly the, the area i grew up in was like totally yeah. kids were it was very like either preppy mm. or at least yeah, like middle class yeah. shit yeah, yeah it didn't really but i worked in a place called wareham and wareham you did get a little taste of like cape cod issues do you know what I mean? Wareham's beautiful. It's like a great town, but it's like a big enough town where you get sort of like, you know, young people having nothing to do and you have sort of I, I when I worked for I worked for the town of Wareham and I yeah. would have to clean public bathrooms there. And I remember sort of being like, Oh, these look more like city public bathrooms than like whatever huh, okay like, yeah then like, like a nice suburban yeah, yeah there's more shit scrawled more like horrendous you shit might scrawled. find a needle or something you might find a needle here and there yeah, yeah that, okay. that was about it though so when were you working bathrooms finding the like i was 14 damn yeah 14 15 my mom had a friend who had this work program where they would let kids that had like it, it, it sort of it maybe not issues but like maybe underprivileged or whatever yeah. like you could apply and you could work super young for the town and they give you like a, not a crazy amount of money but like maybe minimum wage or something yeah. for it. it's like a cool little program sure but my mom knew the lady i wasn't underprivileged in any way but i, I she was just like if you want to work and i was like fuck yeah you got so the hookup yeah i got the hookup it was very nice yeah your yeah. mom worked construction too right my mom uh was a bricklayer and That's it. Yeah. Still, yeah. She, and she's still is. Been a member of the you know she she's been a member of the Bricklayers Union for I think like forty years wow. something crazy like she, you keep paying your dues yeah uh, and I saw her get her 
chip. I, I don't know if it was like 30 or 40. Wow. They treat it much like AA in the year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you did it. Hey, good. It's the same guys, too. They just literally switched the they switched the banner. Yeah, it goes from Bricklayer's Union to AA. They it's just all, like pull it down. It's yeah. all in the same church basement. It's all the same, dude. It's so funny because like Bricklayers, they're one of the few jobs. A lot of times, like I've worked in factories before. And I remember the guys being a lot more like soft body than I pictured. Like I pictured guys in factories yeah. being like fucking swole. Yeah. Fuck. But really, they're just pushing kind of buttons all day. But I at the bricklayers union didn't. I they look a lot of those guys look like bricklayers. They look they're, how they're supposed the to. The younger look. ones, yeah, like the older ones. I think they just more skill and they they get a little like you know thick around the middle, which yeah. is obviously fine. But the young dudes, like you see some fucking forearms there scary like big motherfuckers it's crazy and their faces have aged too i bet to go oh yeah they're all like yeah they're all like look 40 and they're 22 they're 22 yeah they just joined <laughs> yeah absolutely dude i feel like i aged so m- i worked a landscaping gig hey for- let me tell you something before you you have not aged <laughs> that's danny you have danny you have not aged whatever you're about to say no you have not aged but go on tell your story. i felt like it at sure. least when i was uh 19 or whatever yeah working landscaping i did for like four weeks it was the worst job i've ever had yeah but i would come home every day and just like crack a beer with dinner and just sit there stewing angrily and be like oh this is the cycle yeah, this yeah, is yeah, how it yeah, happens. yeah, yeah. Dude, Killian talks about that. Killian talked about, I forget what, he had this fucking like month or two. Killian's our friend who's also a Boston yeah, comic. Yeah, Killian McCassie, um, Boston comic, but now in LA. Now right? in LA. He just opened for me. Oh, no, yeah, shit, really? First, I think it was his first feature. I'll say it was, it was his first feature gig. I gave it to good him. For, good for, I, I get, threw him some charity. You know what I mean? I gave him a little, I gave, I threw the, I gave back to the needy a little bit there. But, um,. Killian, I think it was when he was roofing or he would do some labor job, but he was staying at a, I think it was Zach Fisher's house, and he would like get back to Zach's room who wasn't there and crack a beer and watch The Sopranos. But he puts it in a very different way than you, where he was like, dude, it was the fucking best month oh, of my life. Dude, he was no. like, I fucking loved it. Oh, dude. I mean, shout out to anyone who can mentally take it. And, and then you fall asleep at the TV and you wake up the next morning at or like 5 a.m. to go yeah, to the pickup you site. Fucking do it again. And you do yeah. it again. Yeah. It's the worst one it's the one thing that you do with your day because yes. it requires that much energy yeah on the weekends you'll like watch football like i've i've kind of experienced that cycle too uh to say you've had degree. a ton of manual labor right yeah i've worked well like very briefly and shittily but yeah i've i've worked like i worked that i've worked in factories in california a little bit i've worked in uh uh, like I, I helped a guy for like a whole summer doing basically commercial demolition or not oh. co- private demolition yeah. on his house. Like we were renovating yeah, it. So I just spent a whole summer the shit doing that. Out of stuff. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With like definitely asbestos. Definitely. <laughs> it was like uh, the house was built in like 1903. Oh, 100%. And the dude who was a sweet, he was like a rich guy. He was one of those rich guys that's like fucking go, go, go. Yeah. Like I'm right. I'm fucking do. And you you meet him and you're like, oh, this is how you made a hundred million dollars, but also probably why. Like, you're going to need to talk to some people in your life a little <laughs> bit down the road oh, yeah, and apologize, dude. right? Yeah. Um, but he... Uh, and, let's be, and let's be real, they probably won't apologize later. No, no, probably <laughs> won't. Th- this this was a nice guy. He was. Just, it was just such in his nature to be like a fucking... We are taking down this wall, whether you like it or not. I remember there was like... Uh, 
he they were having like electrical problems in the house and yeah. they had to like get this box removed and maybe they needed a permit to remove or like something was going yeah. on and i remember they were just arguing about it in the kitchen him and his brother about how to deal with it and he just fucking grabs a uh crowbar and just rips it out of the wall the, the big fucking strong dude too rip i just watch him rip it out of this wall and it's like that that was his mentality so i remember it's the day before I'm like putting my gloves on. I have like the the trash bags. It's like big insulation, so it's like fifty pound trash. Like the construction bags, you would fill it, and you yeah. walk it down the stairs, dump it outside, and you would just go round after round after round. Yeah. Of that just constant. It was so fucking labor Sun intensive. Sundown, just yeah, yeah, fucking labor intensive. And I remember like before I started, like I put the mask on. I remember my dad texted me right before I started. He was like, "Did they check for asbestos?" Because my dad worked. Uh, he was a carpenter for a really long time, so he just knows yeah. all that shit. And so I was like, eh. and I was like, hey, Jeff, did they check for asbestos? And he gave me, like, very much, like, oh, yeah, we got tested oh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. It was, like, a very, very, like, at the in the moment, as a dumb kid, I was like, oh, sick. But looking back, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if they did that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you check for asbestos? It's totally yeah, 100%. with a huge wink. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, it's all right. Kids, kids yeah, but, but carcinogens don't affect kids, yeah, right? Well, that's been proven. <laughs> I mean, that was definitely the thought. I mean, dude, I remember the, I forget what it, insul- it was definitely insulation. It was mm-hmm. like fiberglass insulation in my attic as a kid. Yeah. But it was this like really fluffy pink, pink stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cotton candy. You'll looking. you'll inhale some fi- you're, you'll inhale some fiberglass from that. But that's honestly not that bad. Oh, there's, dude. There's no asbestos. It in that. looked so tasty. Yeah, that's the fucked up thing about that one. Yeah, it's the forbidden cotton candy. They there's uh there's a way to put it in insulation where you like shoot it with like a gun essentially. But it, that's it looks so delicious and wonderful. Oh, where they're just it's literally a, it's like a cotton candy. Gun. They're like spraying cotton candy. Yeah. Oh my god. It's really great. That sounds like heaven. And I you know. Can't, and you have to wear the mask and not have that intrusive thought of like, let me take a handful of this and scarf it. Yeah, you know, like there are probably there's probably too much focus grouping and like specific algorithmic shit. But I do feel like maybe someone should have stepped in on that one <laughs> and been like, hey, maybe a dude, child will see this. Well, it's because dude, Tide Pods. Yeah. Yeah, Though that they, was what a great example. They don't even look that delicious. No, but they do look edible. They, they look do like look edible. Good medicine. They look like like, right, a, like a Flintstones gummy. I'll kind give of. you that. No, not Flint. I mean one of those adult chewable gummies. If you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna tell me that, like if I was a kid and you came up and said, hey, which one of these do you want to eat? And it was yeah. a Tide Pod or insulation on like on a stick like looking like cotton candy i would yeah. totally pick that and just be like you're giving me cotton candy yeah <laughs> surprise no way these things both kill you yeah that's your way of shitting on the younger generations is like your toxic fucking <laughs> toxic things didn't even look like candy that much we got, got tricked we like got tricked a, like you guys are just fucking, dumb. yeah we got tricked for real okay they had to fucking hoodwink us into this shit Oh fuck, that's that's great. Do you ever did you did you eat the insulation? No, no, my oh, good for you. That was good for you. Yeah, good dude, for you, I was buddy. just I was a normal kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you. but I definitely remember asking my mom, being like, "Hey, can we eat this?" Like, yeah. I I feel like that's got to be a question that most kids have asked if they're around insulation. 
Yeah, it's funny thinking back on, like, the level of self-preservation you had back then, because it's like, you can't remember having any, but it definitely has to exist in some way. Yeah, that's, that's intriguing. There has to be some, it's like, you'll get, again, you'll get, like, bamboozled into painful situations as a kid, but I feel like there is, after, like, infancy, there is, like, maybe some pre-cognitive ways of assessing danger. Yeah, just, like, built into the nature of you're a dumb kid but like this situation is bad there has to be because like fucking i would have been dead like you know what i mean yeah. like i there was so much toxic shit in the house yeah. and like there's so much like construction shit out all the time like i feel like i bet even as a I've, maybe i'm just speaking out of my ass maybe i remember this but no, like please. as a kid you see the skull and crossbones on like the cleaning material or something yeah i feel like that is enough for like the four-year-old or something what a good symbol that is right that's a really sick symbol yeah it's i mean it's it's helpful but it's also cool as hell yeah yeah both it, it was like whoever came up with that it's like that was job. a good one they yeah. that person did better than the cluck and russian one dude recycling they went way too off on their artistic shit they really that was someone trying to fucking show off maybe yo maybe that's why people don't recycle as much that's why do uh, literally yeah that, that could it would have saved the world but the first was like some pompous it's like, asshole. It's like, how about three arrows? It's like, how about three arrows that they're fucking folding in on each other like snakes? And it's like, whoa, hey, buddy, what are you fucking? It's like, no, the fucking arrows are going crazy. It's like, we, we don't need. No, I just got this program. It can bend the arrow. Yeah, it's dude, it's cool as hell. I got to show you. Windows 94. Dude. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. And then, you know, we have fucking uh, Alaska-sized plastic thing floating in the ocean. It was all that guy's fault. Dude. I mean, so actually this is a fun fun transfer because you're now out in L.A. Yeah. And you do a ton of work. I know you're doing work for the kitchens around there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll be honest. It's like it's slowed down, but I've always been able to maintain like some form of like giving back and yeah. stuff. Like I – I used to work with a group uh, that just did, like, food distro and stuff. Yeah. And they all met at the same time and same place and stuff, and that was awesome. But then that kind of eased up. And so there was this company that was uh, – I think it's Go Slow Studios, but they, they have, uh, like, blankets that they make. And yeah. somebody just hit me up, and they were like, oh, we have, like, spare blankets. So – I always I just get like donations of that and hand them out. So it's like it's it, awesome, man. Some shit that really doesn't probably have like a massive effect, but it just makes you feel better, right? I, just like I, do something. I think it's a massive effect on the people that get those blankets. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's something that's going to keep them warm. I mean, yeah, it maybe. still gets cold in L.A. I just think like there's a level of cognitive dissonance you need to have where you live in a city and you're like walking by people oh, who dude. live outside constantly. And it's like I think you you shut it off slowly like it become that part of you like kind of becomes dead in a way because you just couldn't process how like shitty that is. If when, you process every yeah, you person would, also, though, it's yeah. going to ruin... You wouldn't have a day. Yeah, you, you would just be processing yeah, that exactly. all day. So it's trying like, to take care of every person. I understand, like, doing that, but, like, there's a... I think there's a cognitive dissonance that exists in people if they do that for too long and they start convincing themselves, like, well, it's like, fucking... I think people start being like, well, if you help them, it actually hurts them. Like, da da da, da. Yeah, Like, it's a, it's a defense mechanism. It's an understandable one, too, because it's like when a problem is so big, it seems, like, incomprehensible. I understand being, like, trying to make these 
defense mechanism in your brain to be like, oh, well, if, like, if you give them any money, they're just going to, like, kill themselves. If you give them a cookie. Yeah, you basically just gave that guy. That's what a a guy I was talking to recently was like, uh, he goes, it was such a funny conversation, because he goes, it starts out really sad, but he goes, like, uh, yeah, if you give, if you give, like, a homeless guy money like you ba- you basically just gave him drugs that's all you did you basically just gave him drugs that's everyone's go-to everybody bullshit. thinks that yeah, yeah yeah but but then i was like well what if you like gave him you know like food or a blanket he's like they're just gonna trade that for drugs and i was like how <laughs> how industrious i mean you know not to downplay their abilities but it's like if you could do that you would just be on shark tank yeah right or you'd be the richest if you could s- trade blankets for drugs if i gave you a blanket and you somehow ended up with heroin from that i mean you're you're like a fiscal genius yeah you're the best salesman you're ever. the best salesman of all time it's unbelievable that i mean all right so you're trading blankets for drugs yeah and then I feel like it's it, what is that like? You start with a pen and then you just trade up well, to a car. Here's the other thing. That's what thing. that person's the ability they have that there. There's two options. One one is that you find a way to get a man who is like let's say a wealthy drug dealer or like even a non wealthy drug dealer to take a blank. But let no, it would be, have to be a wealthy drug dealer for this example. So it would either be somebody who's like a wealthy drug dealer. Somehow you bamboozle them into taking a blanket for for heroin which is like incredible you're incredible if you i just that's fine that you did that but i want to know how you that that's option number one and then option number two is that you gave it to another homeless person who really needed a blanket and happened to have heroin it's like well at the end of the day somebody got a fucking blanket that needed it somebody got a blanket and you know that's fucking the economy baby you know what i mean that's the fucking (laughs) supply and demand whether it's drugs or blankets but it's like i i get why people you know they'll think like oh well if you don't but it's like just for your own mental health i feel like it's good just to feel like you actually and it's like you know don't take fucking pictures of it don't the people you're giving the stuff to or whatever yeah. you don't need to like post it on social media but it's just it's just a little something to make someone's day better that you know has a harder life than you absolutely and that's what's important too because it's going to help you sleep at night yeah exactly and it just is paying it and paying it back because you hope that you're never in that situation but if you are you hope a stranger could pick you up if you know the friends and family aren't around to pick you up yeah, well it's it, and it's also one of those everyone things. deserves a fucking blanket yeah just a little yeah a, a blanket like a, a fucking bottle of water it's like yeah. it, most of the days if i'm walking down the street and you throw me a bottle of water i'll be like oh good like i could have used this so yeah. it's like yeah it's just nice it's just that's, a nice thing to do that's a great point but um and, and what it does also is it kind of like to, to get involved in even there's there's a project called the Community Fridge Project, which is one of the sick. It's just in L.A. It might be in other cities now. That was my too. question. It was just L.A. There, they may be in okay. So it's this fucking really great program where they just talk to businesses and they're like, can we set up just a fridge outside of your house? We, we'll like run it off of electricity. We'll pay for whatever electricity mm-hmm. it uses. And then people will come by and stock the fridge as it's needed, and people will come by and take food as it's needed. It, you don't have to fucking... It's like food kitchens are great or whatever, but, hey, they usually have enough employees because that's the first thing people think about when it's like, oh, I want a volunteer soup kitchen, and then there's, like, a fucking huge waiting list. Yeah. And number two is, like, there's a big, like, background check thing with that, obviously, because you need to be able to serve foods, like, healthfully right. and stuff. Yeah. With this, it's like there's no need for that. You, draw, you, like, go to the grocery store, get your regular groceries, and then be like... 
all get. And you know what's so funny is like this picture gets painted where it's like even everybody fucking deserves food. But this picture gets painted of like, oh, well, if you open all that, like it's just going to be whatever, like p- lazy people getting food and like these fucking people who live in tents getting food where it's like obviously they also need well, food. Yeah. So mean, that, that, <laughs> this is not me saying like they don't also deserve the food just as much as everybody else. Right. But if you fucking go to those, you know who's usually taking it? Like low like families like usually lower income families that just need a little help need because a little every, extra boost yeah, you just think about like fucking families when you were a kid and like the p- people who went to my school like there were people who were poor enough where their families like you know needed needed help with food all the time and like had yeah. trouble with living and it's like oh yeah every penny counts for them yeah so it's like yeah they're gonna get a bag of rice and it's like anybody who needs it just to fucking take it we are, I mean, you said before, you need a ton. We're two, 28, 27. Yeah. We're both active. I mean, you are you train people. You're yeah. working out all the time. All the time. So, I mean, I know my grocery bill. I'm imagining it's around yours. Yeah, pretty big. Yeah. It's, so, and we don't have kids. We no. We don't have yeah, yeah. a family. <laughs> it's so crazy, It's dude. just us. Oh, my God. I think all the time about, like, uh, like if I also had to take care of a child dude. and I just have, like, a waking nightmare. You know the, what I mean? The, I'm the like finances of it are dude, just like I'll be astronomical. Doing, I'll be doing like uh, you know basic uh, errands around, and then I'll, in the back of my head, it it actually makes me a little grateful sometimes. I'm like, oh, and you don't have to take care of a fucking kid right now. Dude. Could you imagine adding that straight? Like, and you need to get home right now to fucking feed a child. I was literally just about to say, like, <laughs> could you imagine trying to cut the content, make a meal, yeah, all that, and then being like. Oh fuck! I gotta go pick my kid oh, up. Oh, there's from no content. School. Oh yeah, there's no content. If there if there was a kid, there would be no content. No, the, <laughs> the, I mean it's crazy how some of the you know famous comedians have yeah children. Yeah. And made, I mean like Chad Daniels talked a ton about like he was paycheck to paycheck with two kids. Nuts doing stand-up yeah like i can't you can't do i feel like now it, you have to all also be online because just the amount of road work that pays that well if you're not headlining is yeah. like zero you can't like if, if you're only getting money from stand-up it's you can't really feature and have a kid yeah no feature, you have to be the amount they pay features i I've, <laughs> I've realized this slowly just from opening for people it hasn't changed since like 1998 it is the same like inflation has gone up like double. It's like fucking double. And it's still hey come to, you know, which these are great places, don't get me wrong. And the headliner I go out with, thank God, pays me extra on top of what I make, it's, which is so nice. Oh, John Ranitsky. Oh, okay. I'm John Ranitsky. Yeah, I, I've worked with other people too, but he's yeah. like he's the main he took me out on the road kind of like first. Mm-hmm. Jessa Reed is the other person we're going back on tour soon, nice. and she's really great with this too. But it's like if John wasn't such a nice guy, I would be going to Des Moines, buying a plane ticket and b- there and back from Des Moines for one fifty for two I, shows. Yeah, one fifty for two shows. Two shows. You operate in the red, dude. You, as a I'm feature. Call, oh, and that's fucking featuring at a club, dude. Do you know how many fucking open micers are in Boston right now dreaming about featuring at a club? It's like I still kind of am. I'll fucking fight for feature work yeah, out dude. there because I just need like the stage time and shit. But yeah. it's like. Dude, the amount it pays is so 
even just like, and you can say, oh, you're bitching and moaning. It's like, yeah, absolutely. I'm bitching and moaning. It's like the easiest job ever. I'm not saying it's not, but it's just so crazy for even the small amount to have not changed in such a long time. Yeah, the prices of the food has gone up. The prices of the tickets have gone up. The price of the like wages for the people who work there obviously aren't very high, but I'm sure they've had to go up legally. It's just so funny. <laughs> Dude, I was crazy. I was offered a dog sitting gig this past Saturday mm-hmm. and I was doing like 15 to 20 up in New Hampshire. So I was like, I, I can't do it. I'm sorry. And then did the math on payment wise. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I would have made more money to just sit on a couch and watch this dog. Yeah. Then drive up to New Hampshire, yeah, and do twenty minutes of stand-up comedy. Yeah, it's it's like, but at least, <laughs> and that's a great dog sitter too. And, and to cash to, out like that, but. right? But and also to be uh, to play devil's advocate here, it's like at least at the end of one interaction, like a dog stays alive, and at the <laughs> other one, it's like what a drunk person has to wait a little bit of time to get a cigarette. Like those those are the differences. So it's like I get it, I get it, I get that it's like weird to be complaining about the amount of money like features on the road make but you do think like you are adding value to this club sure that but there's a million people that this this is i keep fucking disagreeing with myself in the conversation which is so funny it's fun to watch but it's like at the end of the day also the reason for that is because there's so many stand-up comics now we're right. back in the day there kind of weren't so it's like hey if you don't want to take the fucking 150 yeah, you prove yourself yeah and- go, there's 20 kids that would fucking kill to make 75 for the night so, yeah you know, exactly but it does suck that you do have to get on the plane to fucking yeah. You know, a plane ticket to Iowa you're, you're from just, LA. You're is, just gonna lose money. You, yeah, you just, it's just is what is gonna happen. Chalk it up as an experience. Maybe some of those people like recognize you when you come back to headline a year or two later, yeah. and like the experience makes sense. And it's like, like I say, I've I've lucked out to have been able to make more than that. But that's only because the headliner out of the good of their heart they take care of you. Takes yeah. care of you. Yeah. Isn't that? I mean, that's. I feel like that's a an industry standard is that sometimes the headline like yeah the headliner is supposed to give a little extra to their feature which is kind of like tipping he, here's the thing yeah that's exactly what it, but here's the thing it usually is a thing with people who actually like climb the ranks yeah like who actually went from like and they don't have any more merit than people who don't right this yeah. is just what I've noticed is if you go from open micer to host, to feature, to headliner. When you're a headliner, you really tend to treat people. That's what John Ranitsky, he told me, uh, red-haired guy who does a podcast. Uh, Red in Boston? No, 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 uh, no. He's really, uh, fuck, fuck. I mean, red-haired guy who does a podcast could be. No, he's the most famous red-haired guy to do. I think the most carrot top. S- Santino, Andrew Santino, oh, Andrew Santino. Andrew, okay. He Andrew Santino took him on the road, and he was like, Andrew t- treated me really well, so I know how to treat my. And it's like, if you don't have that experience, you could very well because a lot of times, if you're like a fucking headliner because you had a big show on E or whatever, which God bless you, you just don't know how much the feature is getting paid. Yeah, you probably think they're getting half of what you made, which is yeah. fucking you know whatever six thousand dollars for the weekend. So you're like, oh well, they're making three k, so I'm good. And it's nah, it's it's hundred, it's a it's like a hundred for the three shows you guys did. Isn't that f- so? You, it's funny what you just said of how like he had a great, you know, comedy parent. Yeah. And then it trickles down and like, exactly. It's a positive. It's 
not unlike actual parenting a child you know yes you hope to just build on the positive like you take the good yeah and then mirror that and yeah. then if you only are shown bad right then you're gonna be a piece of shit headliner who is an asshole not worth their salt and doesn't tip out their feature <laughs> well, aka a dad who hits their kids <laughs> and this is that's very exactly yeah the cycle and i am luckily within my chain um i am going to be the one who breaks it and treats killian very poorly uh, i i'm gonna be i'm unfortunately he's gonna he's getting nothing i'm gonna i'm gonna tell him that he's gonna have to drive me to places like colorado and when he says how much is a pay i'll say the experience i'll say this is this is more of an exposure oh has anyone has exposure. anyone ever hit you with the exposure? I uh no, dude. I, I don't think so. I got actually. hit with the exposure recently. Really? Oh yeah, someone tried blessing me with exposure recently. To like do a set? To do? No, no, no. I I would do. I I still do sets for free all the time. Oh. It's like if it's manageable and shit. But it was like um yeah, of course. Do you want to do this? Uh, this ad like it was like an ad campaign. But okay, they were like, that's what I but, was. But these are like really popular ads, and it'll be like worth it for the exposure. And it's like if you think I'm going to do a commercial, a write and shoot a commercial. How much of my soul do you think is gone? Because it's not. Listen. Some of it is gone for sure. Like it's it's not. But do you think it's all gone? Yeah, you're not gonna just plug like random ass shit or fucking. The only when you see someone doing a commercial, like even a fucking embarrassing one, it's like at least if you're making money from yeah, it, yeah, you got a like, bag from it. Do what you have to do. One hundred percent. I I I am so especially on like the comedian cuntiness level towards like oh well this guy like sold out or whatever i'm so low just because i know how little those people like i know how much you how little you make as we a just fucking comic yeah, exactly so if get you have to bag. do yeah you get the bag like for the most part there's levels oh of, yeah for if sure. i saw like uh if i saw i don't know someone doing if i saw like john paul rivera doing a lockheed martin commercial <laughs> i would kind of be like john <laughs> JPR, what are you doing? How funny would that commercial be, though? I mean, it would be amazing. Yeah, we would sell so many missiles. (laughs) But uh, but like to do a commercial for the exposure. Yeah, no, that's. Oh, it's so dark, dude. That's so dark. That's real strange. I thought you meant when 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 I asked a set and you're like no i'll still do sets for free i was like yeah, yeah. that's a bar show like, yeah it's a bar show yeah absolutely yeah i'll do sets that's, for free that's, all the that's, time that's 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 most of the shows a lot of the time now which is sick uh is i can sell like a little bit of merch at free show i'll just ask up top obviously like, yeah. can i sell like um, can i go can i possibly go last and can i sell merch at the show yeah if it's like far enough away obviously yeah. if it's like a show in la i'm like jesus christ thank you for booking me in la <laughs> thank you so fucking much for booking me in la i will pay you to be on this show but if i if it's like an hour or more out i'm just like can i sell some merch and maybe go last that's yeah that's all and I that's ask. yeah that doesn't seem like too much no, of, not too much uh, to especially ask. if you are i mean you do draw i mean i you've headlined shows here in boston yeah and they have sold out I draw uh, almost anywhere that's not L.A. or New York just because, like, those cities are just so hard to get people out to. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there are people there who, like, probably want to see me, but it's just there's so much going on. But it's like, yeah, no, like, very small in, like, a very small way. It's almost like a a really fun place to be because there's no – 
venue too small for me. And that's a really cool place because it's like if I if I want to do a show like I'm looking to do shows in uh, Vancouver. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's a 50 seater. Sick. That's and it's that's isn't that's a nice number. It's a nice number and it's cheap, too. So yeah. if I like if I don't get anyone out. Yeah. I, it's like, oh, I'm out to 300 too, bucks, 400 bucks. Eat too big. Not a, that bad. A loss. So they, do they just give you a door deal. Uh, there's some, there's a lot of theaters like the, where you, you always want to look for a door deal. Yeah. Of yeah. You always want to look for a door deal. I mean, yeah. um, it's scary, it's but, a, but that's, but it, that's where it gets get you to bank. work harder a little bit. Yeah, you know, of course. Nice. And it also, it does. I mean, it does let you know who wants to come out and see you. Yeah. That's really nice too. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, as we were just saying, like you packed it out. I mean, 120. At, yeah. Bills, at the right? di- yeah, that was nice. That was such a fun show. My family came out too, and that was like one of those sets where around the t- I was doing like maybe forty minutes, and around the twenty minute mark, I was like, "Just don't fuck up. Just don't fuck." Up. <laughs> it was one of those. A, a woman in the audience started like talking really loud and under a normal situation. I probably would have addressed it, but I was just like, "No, no." Yeah. And a lot of times when you do that, they will just stop talking, which she did. Yeah. But I was just like, I, "This does not exist to me right now. Just get through you the fucking set. Got a power through. Show your yeah. family you you d- actually do something." Show them it was worth getting fucking... I was about to say show them it was all worth it. Show them it was worth getting fucking calls. Dude, calls at like midnight when I was sleeping between my car and Killian's. And I would... Like Killian's would be locked. Sometimes like they would just lock the front door. And I I felt so bad because I was just living on the couch and paying them like a little money. So I was like, well, I'm not going to wake someone up who lives here. And it was too cool to stay in my car. So I have to call my mom who lived fucking an hour and a half away at midnight. Pray she was awake and could let me into her house and just drive down to new bedford and sleep there dude it sucked and it's like pl- just please let her have like 20 more minutes of me doing decent at this yeah so she i can mean be like that was oh that was fine that, was that happened it, yeah. it will never be worth it <laughs> i could have just you know had a job yeah but also isn't that boring yeah i guess isn't boring. this way more fun i get yeah you get to go on adventures around the country yeah that is cool you know yeah that that's is awesome really nice. it's that's, really nice that's we're we're in the prime right now where we get, we don't have a kid as we we're talking we get yeah, to just fuck around and, and this go to Iowa. Nice time. Yeah, enough. Yeah, just enough like enough stuff and enough like stage confidence where you're like, yeah, I can do that show. I can yeah, cover exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, is yeah. that so? Is that partially why you picked up from Mass to go to L.A. No, just dude, being like, I, br- I picked up from Mass to go to L.A. because my cousin was like, I have a place for you to stay and a job in a factory, and I was like, might as well. I wasn't there stage time at all. Like, oh wow! I had maybe like ten confident minutes when I moved there. Damn. Yeah, I, I, I just wasn't getting a lot of shows out here until like right before I left for L.A. And then when I went to L.A., dude, it was oh man, the first mic I did. What was like uh, flappers and, oh, yeah. and like a midnight mic, yep. and I did my a. You know, you go to a new place and you're like, oh, let me let me show them how it's done. Let me pull out let me pull out the a show let stuff. Me, let me pull out the show stuff at this mic because all these people are doing like mic stuff. Yeah. And when I do the show stuff and just dead silence, bon- I'm like, fuck. But yeah, no, I I just moved out of there due to my ability to move out there, and I had yeah. I had nothing. I had no apartment i had no lease i had like the car and that's it so i was like oh it's so easy for me to move why the fuck wouldn't i why would yeah i would do like trips up to maine and stay there for like three days and just sleep in the back of my nissan like there was just nothing fucking keeping me anywhere and you don't have any reservations about you just are like 
going with the wind wherever. I was back then. Yeah. I mean, now I have the apartment in LA and I yeah. kind of like it there and stuff, but it's like for right when I was out of college, like that, that two year period where I was still here, like two, one or two year period, it was just, I was, I knew I was going to go somewhere. So I was like, well, I'll just fuck around. Yeah. Yeah. And would you quote six, six moves in six years? Yeah. I moved six. Yeah. So it was like, I mean, in LA, I, so I moved through four times alone in LA. In LA. Oh, okay. yeah. So wow. four times so alone. That's in like LA, you trying to find the right spot. Which is kind of par for the course there. Yeah. Like, especially yeah. when you just move there and you're some fucking dumbass. You don't yeah. have anything locked down. Yeah. It's like you're going to move a lot. Right. And then, yeah, it was, I lived in Western Mass and then I moved uh, back home and I moved up to Boston and then I moved over there and then I had the four moves there. But yeah, you just, so for real, it's just bouncing around with no. <sighs> No restrictions. I, I mean, like it. Yeah, there's something oh, about it that's kind of nice. It's like that's why I've I've always liked a very a, an overhead that's very below my means. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's just like I just like the ability to fucking. It's you know good for a comic who's just starting out too. It also it's it's how you know we were talking about the door deal and you're like it's scary. It is scary. It but still doing that like fun voice. It's like you still have that that like that twinkle in your eye of like. I kind of like the scary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, again, it's like I it could fuck it all. I've I've been at such I've done comedy in the stupidest situation possible in my life. So I'm like, yeah, if th- things can't go more south than they were at one point. So uh, I I thought you meant like I've done the worst shows. It can't be worse. No, like, I'll do. You I'll meant, do like, you meant like I've been a comedian at the. I've lowest. been a comedian at the low. I have. I have been at the, a level where I would bomb in front of people I respected, and then like take the bus back to my friend's couch. You know what I mean? Ooh, like yeah. living on a friend's couch, like and like temping, like. All that shit. It was yeah. like such a and it can only go up. Dumb. It it can't. I, maybe it could. Yeah. It, it can't go much lower. That's my way of looking at it. It can't go much. I don't think I'll ever feel because at least if I if I go back to like living on a couch or worse, it's like at least I'll do better at the mic now. I feel I'll do I'll do decent enough at the mic. Yeah, I've got something now, a little bit of grit, a little bit of grind. Uh, yeah, I've been working at it enough where I like, you know, I'm not fucking, you know, Richard Pryor or anything, but it's like I'll do good at the mic. Right. And that's all that's fine. I did it. That, yeah. <laughs> Damn, man. Uh I'm looking down, we did an hour five. I mean Oh fuck yeah. Let's we we did an hour five of also uh, two seconds that included a podcast that will get cut out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A I different was, podcast. A different podcast. Well, that could be the intermission. <laughs> uh, dude, I cannot thank you enough for coming by. It's fun. Ripping some stories, man. Yeah, it's great. I'm really glad that you enjoyed it. This is uh, I'm having fun just hanging with friends. Yeah, and, like, getting to know them a little deeper, getting to know some some stories like you just ripped. I mean, I didn't know that you just went out there because. Yeah, my cousin. Job yeah, and, I just had a job yeah. and and like a place for me I to totally stay. I totally thought for a few it months. was like a I'm ripping it comedy wise. Like, oh fuck no, 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 no. Yeah, I didn't know about this like sense of adventure that Dan Donahue has. Oh, that's nice. It's, yeah, it's a very charming aspect to an already charming person. Oh, I think I of like you're just Danny. down for anything and you want to have a good time doing it. And yeah, see where 
that good time takes you. You got, I think, like, and you, you definitely have this too. I think anyone who does something that's like sort of non, like, doesn't have a lot of safety nets, it's like you gotta just have kind of the fuck it button. Yeah, you gotta just have the like, uh, yeah, fuck this kind of button. Chris and I, he was in our last episode. We were talking about how like the fear of failure is what stops a lot of people. Yes, and I feel that of course you have it everyone has it yeah but for you it almost seems like based on what we you know what we've been talking about it's almost like you kind of want to like stick it to that fear of failure like i'm gonna do it anyway you know there is uh this is such a shitty thing i'm gonna sound like such a dumb like fucking cunt saying this but it's like there was a I, I did uh this thing called submission grappling in college. Yeah. It was it was New England submission fighting run by this guy, Dave Roy, who is one of the coolest, funniest people in a fucking psych he's like a, a shorter guy, but just fucking the most jacked Isn't guy you've ever dude. tough as fucking nails, like a real guy he who would like the you, short brick you, shit house. Yeah, you there. look at him, you're like, oh, you would do horrible. It's a bull. Things. It's a bulldog. A to a pit, fucking pit bull yeah, with legs, but a really pit smart pit guy yeah. too. Like, like he would say stuff that was. And there's one thing that always stuck with me, and it's kind of a stupid thing, but he was like, he was talking about like, uh, like this really intricate technique, and he was like da 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 da, and then like you get to this place where you like you have the guy pinned, and it's like, and this is where you have to like technique and stuff is great, and doing everything perfectly is great, but you have to have a little bit of fuck you. It's like you have to have, it can't just be like this robot like you got to just have a little bit of like f like just one like every once in a while it's not good to have this all the time because there are people who just have the fuck you button on all the time yeah. and it doesn't go well for them because eventually you're going to run into a fucking like brick wall with it. Right. But every now and again there's like a little distance between like where you it, like it's like I just don't have enough it's like you just got to go fuck it and just like plow through it. You need a little bit of swagger. A little bit, yeah. It's a, it's something like that. It's just like, yeah, we're we're. It's like, oh yeah, a, a sane person would not like take this. I, what me and my buddy did a did a one nighter in Arizona. Me and my friend Malik B, who's uh, he has he's really funny, and we fuck. I think I've seen a clip. Yes, yeah. He, he he has a bunch of sketches out that are really yeah, funny. Okay, but uh. We we were doing a show in uh in Arizona, which is maybe like five or six hours away from LA, yeah. where where I was saying probably five hours. Yeah. And uh, I get a thing on my phone that's like you have an audition for eight a.m. or like something super early the next morning, and it was midnight where yeah. we were. So like we I just looked at each other and it was like a if you're like sane and like functioning in the world, you're not gonna drive through the but we just fucking oh, like no, you rip it back you just ha we had a little bit of fuck and we we're like all right fuck it yeah whatever we'll do the stupid thing we're just gonna do the stupid thing and we did and it was like it worked out it was one of the funnier stories we have now dude i did the same i was down uh, in tennessee featuring for ryan shea oh cool and uh we wrapped up the saturday late show it was midnight and i looked at him and i was like it's technically my birthday right now. I'm yeah. jazzed up. Yeah. I'll start the drive. Yes, dude. And I drove from like midnight to 6 a.m. or whatever. Watched the sunrise come up. Like, Yeah, it's perfect. Like, you can't do that all the nice, time. But the, you the can't, times but a little bit of fuck When you're it. selective about it. Ryan Shea, by the way, first comic that I really ever saw that was like truly proficient. He's 
He's more than that, obviously. But yeah. it's like when I was when I, in like Western Mass, he was like all over the place in Western Mass. He was the first guy I really saw where I was like, oh, damn. This no, that dude. Him. Yeah, that dude brings it. And it's funny. He was telling me a story the other day he, that he messaged you a while back being like, hey, man, what you're doing is awesome. Like, keep it up. This is so like relatable. Like, you could totally blow up with this. And then he checked and saw your follower account and was like. Oh, you already did blow up. <laughs> you have already. That's so funny. You already blew up. That's my bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I fucking love Ryan, dude. He's a good dude. Yeah, Ryan's the fucking best. Um, so I think a little bit of fuck it is just like a great yeah. way to like, yeah, it might go wrong, but like you have a story. Yeah, it's you have gonna a story. Be fun. Yeah. It's part of being human. At, you're not an animal. You're not a robot. You got to find something in between. It's like that, that every now and again is great. A little bit of fuck it. It's part of being a human. Pepperoni ziti with Dan Don. Really nice. This is a wonderful episode. Thank you for coming by, Thank buddy. Thank you, I really buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate you.